All right, folks. If you survived the mayhem last night, then you are tuned in to the Cameron Lazies podcast. And yes, this is still the Cameron Lazies. This is the result uh, uh. of me screaming at Duke basketball on a cold night in the middle of Duke Forest, both out of frustration and jubilation, and also the result of the amount of years that Duke basketball just put on my life last uh, night. Uh. I am here with Shane Ryan Hello? and Aaron unknown last name are we still doing that still doing that cool so uh how are, how are you two feeling after last night yeah i'm good uh I, i'm great i love that game it was a hysterical game i i will say i think it was a game for our times um i guess what i would want to lead with is uh being asked on twitter what's better between this and the austin rivers game which happened exactly mm-hmm. eight years ago last yep. night and I have to say, like, those were simpler times. That was my big takeaway. I was at that mm. game, and UNC uh, led the whole time. It was a pretty straightforward game. There weren't any crazy, like, controversies. Yeah. Then Duke came back because UNC couldn't close out. Austin Rivers hit the big shot. It was over. By the sort of, like, broad strokes, it was a similar game. Yeah. But this was a game for our alienated times. It was, <laughs> it was the Iowa caucuses, as a, a few people said. I wish I could claim this is my idea i mean it was my idea originally but I, i'm not the only one it was the iowa caucuses in basketball form uh it had wild twists and turns it was very close it had some really egregiously terrible calls yeah. it had some calls that like a lot of people said were terrible but probably weren't um it made you feel like frustrated yep. almost the entire game yep and then the way it ended was baffling and <laughs> hilarious uh if you're in one camp yeah. and like tragic and frustrating and alienating if you're on the other uh, camp. So, yeah, I, I don't know what was better, <laughs> actually. Uh, but I just do think it reflected. This was a game for 2020. Yeah. Uh, this was a game for our alienated times, for the sense of powerlessness that pervades <laughs> all of us. Uh, but it still ruled. And yeah. Trey Jones is still a god. And Wendell Moore, uh, thank, oh my god. Yeah, thank heavens for him. He's, uh, he's amazing. So I'm happy today. Yeah. Uh, more convinced than ever about our imminent collapse as a society <laughs> based on the game um but happy yeah i'm sure that that metaphor is going to hold up uh because everyone in uh, 20 years when they do the highlight uh shows of the duke carolina uh-huh. rivalry is going to reference the 2020 iowa caucuses <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the um highlight shows then are going to be written on like stone tablets <laughs> by <laughs> speechless people with chalk yeah um all right. after our whole well, society collapses i say that we make uh february the 8th some kind of holiday uh, I don't know what to call it. I was trying to brainstorm names uh, on the way over here. Yeah. What about Com- comeback day? What about sounds kind of weird. What about we got to think about how to get this through? Yeah. Look, so we got to we can't be radicals and just say what we want and Whoa, hope to get it. We right. got to work with Mitch McConnell on mm-hmm. this. Uh-huh. How about more Rivers Day? <laughs> it's it's we know it's the two guys. Yes. But maybe people think oh. it's environmental or something. That's good. Mm, that's sneaky. Yeah. I like it. More rivers. I like it. Um because that is one of the <laughs> fundamental tenets <laughs> of the environmentalist movement is that you should we should be more cre- more creating more <laughs> yeah. rivers all the time. Yeah. All right. of the time. Uh yeah. Uh Yeah, this this game to me, I messaged a handful of people saying that I, to me, I felt like it was better than the Rivers finish just because of how chaotic the end was. Because we had two buzzer beaters that were in two missed off of two missed free throws, yep. and like the just that moment, both of those moments, it was just like everybody was on the edge of their seats on both camps, like wondering what the hell was going to happen, and it was. It was stressful. It was so stressful. Yeah, I w- the Austin Rivers game did not have that same that same feeling because yeah. we only made one comeback. Yeah, and there was only one collapse. We had to do it twice in this yep. one. Um, uh, I didn't remember until this morning that we were down five yeah. with sixteen seconds to go in overtime. Yep. Yep. Okay. So not only were we down three going to the line with what, like six seconds or, or f- uh, four, four and a half seconds or 13 with four minutes. Exactly. Left. Um, so like there were so many moments in this game yep. that UNC should have closed us out. Uh, I think in any other year would have closed us out, uh, but didn't. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I'd <laughs> say certainly more improbable uh, than the Austin rivers game. Uh, nameless wife uh, the entire time i will say was just 
sitting on the other side of the couch, mouthing Austin Rivers. Austin <laughs> Rivers. She was summoning his spirit to lead us through this game. Because, you know, we've seen this movie before. Yeah. This is something that Carolina does. I really feel like in the games, they either blow us out, right? And, like, yeah. it kind of looked that way at the beginning, uh, that it was just going to be a straight-up, you know, 12 to 15-point yeah. win, yeah. Uh, and we were, we were going to go tease. away quietly. Uh, because that happens in this rivalry. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm not always sure that that when Jay Billis says it always delivers, yeah. uh, that that's not uh, uh, a little bit of ESPN marketing, uh, because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes UNC just blows us out. Mm-hmm. I think maybe on rarer occasions we blow them out. Yeah. Uh, but when it doesn't happen often, when it it's does. close, they always choke. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, oh, yeah. constantly. And it's and it's like Coach Shea's record. I think is now 20 and 16 against UNC. And I think it's higher. At least than ten that. of those wins have been. It games. has to be higher. It's than forty. That. I think it's forty-seven forty since Coach. Since no, I'm sorry. Against Roy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. My bad. My bad. Cool. Against Roy. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. And I had a friend figure that out last night. Who's a nut. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, at least ten of those wins are like ones that Roy Williams dreams Just, about at night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if he dreams at still all, still haunts them to this day. Um, I do want to say like another thing about the comparison is that the Austin Rivers UNC team was legitimately good. Yeah. Uh, this team last night was playing about eight times better than they normally yep. like would. Uh, my joke was they were like 99% shooting from a step inside the three-point line, yeah. which any like stat person agrees is the worst <laughs> shot you can take. Yeah. They couldn't miss. They, no. they were just automatic. All the mid-range. Um, like their mid-range game was just perfect last night. Unbelievable. And can I do one more Iowa caucus? Yes, no, you may. Okay. We will permit I'm gonna it. I'm going to vote no. I'm <laughs> going to caucus with the no's. On so this. there was a point late in the caucuses, and by late I mean like five days later whenever they semi like tried to get their shit together. Where it became clear that Bernie Sanders might win because he had people go outside a pork factory and similar places for satellite <laughs> caucuses and canvas people for these satellite caucuses that actually carry a fair number of delegates and no other campaign like even seemed to know about them. So it was like this crazy thing where like all of a sudden there's like these Ethiopian immigrants showing up to caucus for Bernie Sanders and Buttigieg's lead is just dropping, dropping among state delegates. So that moment in this game last night was Trey Jones saying that he and John Shire together have practiced how to miss a free throw he stands i couldn't believe it it blew my mind it was so awesome he steps two two steps to the right right on the thing and he throws it as you saw he throws it against the rim chest pass style and he's like yeah it always bounces the same way and if you watch the replay he does it perfect and then he just goes and chases like where he knows it's going to be and goldwire is right where the ball is going to be yeah i was like holy fuck that is like genius level like playing 3d chess shit yeah uh it's actually hurt who gets out of his way there's someone who who knows and knows to get out of the way. Yeah. Well, they had hurt, and they right before the free yeah, throw. Yeah. They, they, they put subbed in hurt, Jack White, and, and yeah, and, and White. Jack White. Yeah. Um. And so you're saying hurt actually like moved out of his yeah I direction. think so. And there was actually there was a moment and on the the final play too where what, I was just gonna say which free throw are we talking about? Yeah. End of right. regulation. End of, free throw end of regulation. Yeah. No. Re- just regulation. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I was he did it twice. I was going to give yeah. credit to to two of our m- more maligned players. Uh, most people don't realize that Alex O'Connell was also going for the rebound yeah. on the uh, more putback <clears throat> and knew to just get out of yep. the way. Just, this isn't my ball. Oh, yeah. So we're this watching it. We're ball. watching it, it now. Hurt. Yeah. Hurt, hurt sort of like is there. Uh-huh. Back. And, then, and let's trade. They said, yeah. Trey just goes and gets it. And then. Oh, unbelievable. So I love that nobody notices that he takes those two steps to the right or like reacts any yeah. differently. It's just like, oh, this is normal. He is. He's clearly off center. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, that's like, I love people that are like that. Not, I, I hate Bill Belichick, but like there's stories of him, you know, during the season, like Doing dousing the balls things. in water to prepare guys for yeah. winning games. Like stuff nobody else thinks about. Yeah. Like that's classic Trey Jones. You're prepared and for the worst day. Yeah. Yeah. It's classic Trey too. I mean, he's such, he's such a pleasure to have on the team. Yeah. We saw him not play that well yep. yesterday for a large swath of the game. And then. Aaron, you probably want to talk about this, but he scored, I think, nine points within 50 seconds yeah. to bring us back. He also then kind of played a poor beginning of overtime. Yeah, uh, no, re- sorry, like really, it poor. was really bad. He scored, at the beginning he of scored like twice early on in overtime, and, and then, 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 then he started, started, three. He started all chucking. Yeah, oh yep. my god, it was bad. And then he comes back and does his shit yeah. again. Then he shoots an air ball to win it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a brilliant air ball. Yeah, it was a pass. Yeah, <laughs> it was a pass. It didn't hit the rim, so. So it's a pass. I yeah. do wonder. I, Wendell Moore got a double double on rebounds, he and did. I wonder what the last rebound was. If they counted, if that they counted, I, I mean, it should be I a rebound. I mean, he admitted. I uh, 
I'll admit to have watched a lot of the post game, <laughs> yeah. uh, para, uh, uh, you know, excitement. Uh, and in the, uh, I, I do think this is adorable when the the players do they interview the other players yeah. on the team. So Cassius Stanley was the interviewer, and he was interviewing Trey and and Wendell Moore. Uh, really, the three those were the three players yeah. who who made this game for yeah. us. Uh, well, and and Vernon, Vernon in the, in the, the first, first half, half only. Uh, first half only. Uh, and uh, Trey clearly admits to that was a shot. Yeah, uh, you could tell know. it was a shot. He doesn't even. Oh, try. you know, there was like no, easy yeah, there's peasy. No doubt there's no doubt about it. it. Yeah. Wendell was just smart to be there and pick it and clean it up. I mean, yeah. in ten years, am I going to say it was a pass as I like elevate yeah, the myth of, of Trey Jones? <laughs> also, I just want to say thanks, Aaron, for thinking it's really cool when uh, people cut journalists out of an honest living by doing their jobs <laughs> for them. I do when they interview each other. Yeah, I, I just, especially when it's unemployed or uh, it's kids that are not being paid anything. They're not being mm-hmm. paid. Uh, I just yeah. want to say to, how much I like sitting next to a scab. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> oh man, I did. I did read that that Duke is one of the few schools that has a completely open locker room after games. Uh, huh. I, I don't know if that's every game, but uh, oh, open is in what sense? I open to the media. I think most of my experience. I could be wrong, but for my experience, in college basketball, the, yeah. But again, like when I covered live college basketball, this was five years ago. But Michigan, Michigan State, um, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. Places like that, NC State had open locker rooms. I could be wrong; it could have changed gotcha. dramatically. Um, at this point, I'm a TV man, a man mm-hmm. of television. <laughs> uh, no, you're a TV broadcaster. Well, hey, we might as well speak of that because we've mentioned him already. Yeah, yeah. Jay Billish. Uh, I don't like to be the kind of guy who talks shit about announcers. I know it's a hard job. He is like the most dour, miserable fucking person. <laughs> Uh, on ESPN, it, it's incredible. Like, I just, at the end of that game, if you go back and watch the game winning call, yeah. even Showman, like, there's just no energy. And, like, and Billis is just kind of like flat. And the whole game, he's like, nah, nah, nah. he's smart. He's a yeah. smart guy and he makes some good points sometimes. But, like, I don't know. I, Billis just, I just don't think he rises to the excitement of a Duke UNC rivalry. And mm-hmm. I do, I hate when people say this because they used to say it about me too. But it does sometimes kind of seem like he's going the extra mile to prove he's not biased in yeah. favor of Duke. And and sometimes just seems like he's, I don't know, I just like, like negative against Duke for no good reason except to prove how neutral or objective he is. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I just was like infuriated with him I, last night. I don't know. For me, one, I think because I was so stressed and the group of people around me was so stressed, I A, didn't notice the commentators at all during that game. Mm-hmm. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't even listen to them. Smart. Um even though like we have the sound on and everything like that. But also, I mean, I feel like if Jay was being that negative, I feel like we deserved that because we played like trash that game. Like it was not a good showing on our part. We luckily were able to scramble and tie things together in like the last three minutes of regulation. And then the last like minute of overtime um, to like claw our way back in and then win it. But overall, that was not a good game of basketball to us. And I think that was a, a combination of UNC just like shooting unbelievably. But also, I think they played a really good defensive game against us. Like, yeah. the reason that Vernon Carey scored zero points for us in the second half is because they shifted how they were playing defense <laughs> against him to essentially just neutralize him flat out. And like, you kind of know playing at home for UNC that they're more likely than not going to get the calls. And so like, of course if Vernon's getting hacked down low, like that call's not coming. And so they just kind of did that to him over and over and over again. They knew that we weren't hitting anything from anywhere else. And so, I mean, they, they forced us into a game that isn't our game and we just looked like garbage. So I can't knock Jay Billis for calling us out on that. I think if you're referring to the the comments towards the end, uh, his vociferous uh, statement that there there was a missed call on the the playtech foul or no no call on the window when Wendell yes. stole the ball or knocked it out knocked it yeah. out of bounds. Uh, uh, I mean, both him and and Shulman were you know very clear that what they saw was a foul. I'm no basketball expert, but uh, it looked like a foul to me. I'm not sure you call that foul. Uh, in fact, I was pretty sure that when they went to the monitor, they were going to go ahead and reverse the possession uh, as a makeup call. Yeah. I right. had that thought too, actually. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think part part of this, and, and uh, I'll admit to not having watched most of the game uh, due to uh, uh, sleeping, 
Um, <laughs> I'm here battling a cold. I'm a very brave boy. He's infecting my entire I'm house. Infecting <laughs> Shane's entire house. Uh, to be fair, I got both podcast hosts' consent before did coming indeed. over. Uh, you fo- it was forced consent. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> it's coercive. It was Lord, a little bit. Lord help us. Uh, because I mean, really, what's this podcast without me? Uh, I think a it's much pretty be- okay. much better podcast. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty alright. <laughs> the basketball knowledge goes up like eighty yeah. percent, <laughs> but the right no. existential doom goes down. Right, it does. and we yeah. need that. That's a <laughs> crucial <laughs> element of the pod. Right, uh, but I, you know, I think his his comments during the <clears throat> several very long. Uh, review sessions mm-hmm. or review whatever they whatever they call them replays yeah the replay replays mm-hmm. uh uh were on point um yeah it sucks and i think that he was he was just saying i'm not sure he was saying that. that that you know duke sucks uh or or duke doesn't deserve this but that really we need to examine how we're doing officiating uh at the collegiate level which i think is a, a legitimate point of conversation. Oh, there's, there's yeah. absolutely no doubt. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, Shane, you sent a text at one point in time when they were doing w- one replay, and you were like, this is just absolutely killing the game right now, just because it stops play for so oh, long. Oh, it, it's horrible. It's boring. I mean, they're, they're like the <coughs> Wendell Moore thing was a good example of uh, it, this ultimate thing of, look, you can't review the thing that honestly matters in that play, which is yeah. whether the foul happened. That's yeah. You didn't call a foul. That's it. You can't review that. Now, the thing you're reviewing is something you absolutely can't tell. Yeah. And so you have to go with the arbitrary call on the floor from yeah. a referee who clearly didn't see shit. Yeah. He just guessed. Yeah. Uh, and, and his guess could have been right. We don't. We still don't know. Right. The review is not decisive. Right. So what's the difference between what you do originally, which is just give Duke the ball with no foul, and mm-hmm. what it ends up with? Well, the difference is like a six-minute review yeah. um, that kills time. Now, I will say, I do want to say, I don't but have there were like four of them. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, over and over. Even the the end of the game mm-hmm. like, is a yeah, thing of like possession. Of, Dan like, Shulman's is it gonna be UNC or Duke's yeah. ball. Dan Shulman's call was Wendell Moore. Yes, and they're going to the monitor. Like you can't even like have a genuine moment, like, like you still gotta wait to see the replay. Um, so Barf. that is gonna be sad when that's the call. That and goes, then it, yeah, it gets reversed. The that, call. No, I that, that's you. the call on the game and the highlight is yep. and more and they're going to the monitors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, that's I, and that, that's a, maybe a little on Shulman. Like, he's right, but maybe just be Leave like, it. just treat it like Duke won, and yeah. then 15 come seconds back. later, you can come back. But for <laughs> for posterity and yeah. for history, your call is just excitement. Yeah. Maybe it's a lesson to announcers. Um, well, maybe they'll just use one of the radio calls. By the way, I really want to get those. I haven't found them yet. I want both radio calls. I tweeted yeah. last night, we need full Austin Rivers protocol. Yeah. Like, I went to UNC message boards to their game threads. Like, please give me this. Oh, man. You think, like, Duke fans are miserable and cynical? <laughs> UNC fans this year? It is some dire shit. I'm not sure I've heard the Alabama kick six call. I've definitely heard the Auburn one because that man just passed away, the Auburn uh, uh, football announcer. announcer. Oh, the Alabama but radio one. I'm not sure one. Yeah. I've heard the Alabama radio uh, one. I'm that's sure. That's got to be like, Well, he can't do that. He can't. <laughs> that ain't right. He can't do it. He's running right to the end zone. Like the play's still going on. He can't. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Thanks for alienating all of our Alabama right. listeners. Fuck off, Alabama. No, I'm kidding. I love no, we guys. love Alabama. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say I love Alabama. Um, we hate Auburn. We hate Auburn. Um... <laughs> So, oh yeah, I do want to say quickly. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of agreement on this when I posited it last night on social media on Twitter. However, I think the what's the kid's name? The white kid, Playtech. 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 <laughs> Sounds like an ACC network product, doesn't it? It, it does. does. <laughs> Playtech, um, where it's like an eight-minute commercial and you leave not having I'm, any clue I'm, what the product is. I uh, might be wrong on this, but there's <laughs> a like brand of tampons, Playtex. That that's all I can think oh, of with this kid. Yeah, that poor kid. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, I'm familiar with that tampon yeah. brand, not intimately, by the way, <laughs> but I've heard of it before. Anyway, I thought the pass to him with that Moore situation was a bad pass, and it was to his left, mm-hmm. and Moore cut in around him on the left. There was contact. I'm not going to deny it, but I felt like Wendell Moore had an angle to the ball. I thought it was a decent no call in yeah. that situation. Again, I, I didn't have a lot of agreement when I said that. People. Uh, some people got angry at me. It yeah. is what it is. But I think there's an argument that he didn't foul him. Anyway, uh, yeah, replay is egregiously bad, and so are charge calls. Um, yeah. Early in the game, I we saw, like, 
I saw like Wendell try to take the world's worst charge mm-hmm. on on Cole Anthony, and it was just it was like so, so pathetic. Like play defense. Mm-hmm. Then toward the end of the game, we saw what at the time seemed like a massive charge call on UNC, which, in the interest of fairness, I have to say is one of the worst charge calls I've ever seen. Unfortunately, I can't remember who it was, but the person was like off to the side when there was contact, and then like staggered back and fell. And they called. Oh no! It was yeah. It was after a pass, and I think it was either Moore or Carey. After a pass, the guy stopped in front of them, and then Moore Carey fell, and they called the charge, and it was so bad. But then two plays later, they they did, did the a same thing complete on, makeup call yeah. on the Duke side. Again, I just don't think like even if there is rationality to the theory and philosophy of the charge call, they have no concept of how to call it. They made it worse with the circle because mm-hmm. now like the refs are more looking, looking at the, at the ground feet as opposed to looking at to yeah. actually what's happening, and they weren't good at it in the first place, yeah. and now they're even worse. So. Like, yeah, fuck the charge call to eternity. Uh, yeah. I wish it was gone, and I wish there was no replay. But um, let's talk about, let's keep talking about the win, because this was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, this is a tweet from Ray Holloman that Jason Williams had 10 points in 54 seconds in the Miracle Minute against Maryland to force mm-hmm. OT. Trey Jones had 9 in 50 seconds against UNC. Like Williams, he shook off a rough game, which, like Williams, absolutely no one will remember because of how brilliant the end was. Mm-hmm. Um does this get up there with the Miracle Minute, or is that too holy a relic to compare to? I don't think this gets up there with the Miracle Minute to me. Um, I think it was an incredible run. Not even an incredible run. I think Trey had incredible moments, and I think that's the reason why this and the Miracle Minute aren't the same. Like mm-hmm. One of the things that we've talked about time and time again with this team is that we don't always have that guy that can like take charge for an extended period of time and like take this team to where they need to go. And like Trey will have stretches of that, and he did when we needed him in this game at the end, but it almost for us came a little bit too late. And like I think the thing about jay williams miracle minute is how ridiculous he was for that sustained period of time and like i think that's that's the thing to me that like separates it out like he just took over took control for a long stretch of the game but you know i i see the argument that i think trey hit to either it was either two or three layups in that last minute and a half Mm -hmm. of the game uh but it wasn't like UNC wasn't also screwing up. Mm-hmm. I guess that, that had to happen in the Maryland game too. Kind of very similar in yeah. some ways of like missing free missing throws their, yeah. yes. over and over. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I can't tell if it was a lapse defensively by Carolina that let him get to the rim. Uh, my inclination says yes, uh, that they, <clears throat> they were kind of backing off and just trying not to foul yeah. and giving us a clear path to the basket. Uh, but uh uh, I think we let's keep the relic of this game as the the overtime clinching free throw miss. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and possibly also the, the game winning the, free the, throw the, miss. The game winning uh, tip tip back, tip out. Yep. And uh, uh, more finish. Mm-hmm. And can we say hilarious that Jay Bill has spent the entire game the entire game telling us how Carolina tips the ball out like yeah. they've invented this thing yeah. and he wouldn't stop talking about it. Every time they're on the line he's like remember the tip out yep. and then Duke won on that on play. That. And he did <laughs> exactly. to his credit he did say well and Duke did it on that, on yeah. that last play. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jay Billis is a smart guy. I don't want to say. I think he like knows his stuff more than most announcers. Yeah. I just wish his energy would rise up. Fair. Very cynical man. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. Which for the times we're in, maybe, maybe it's, we can't. Uh, we can't hate on him for that. Yeah. So, so so can I just say like yes. the win was great the end of that game was great but can we actually talk about like the meat of that game and what we look oh. like I also oh, so oh, I no. in <laughs> sitting with my friend last night watching the game when Joey Baker missed that dunk he turned to me and he was like you guys have to spend at least 10 minutes okay maybe not 10 minutes but 4 minutes talking about how bad that dunk was and that missed a dunk was I refuse to talk about the the first 35 minutes of this game I don't recognize and, and, <laughs> and they the, never happened in the middle two minutes of the overtime period <laughs> yep 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 there's totally only... gone it didn't exist no you're well, right but, you're, you're right but like, let me ask you a serious question yeah uh if we go and get blown out by 17 at home by florida state on yeah. monday playing like this do you care yes yeah really? I, I don't i'm like damn we got this win I care because with this team, one of the things they struggle with is bouncing back after a tough game. So, yeah. like, 
when they lost to Stephen F. Austin, their next game against Winthrop. I think I talked about this last pod. Like, their next game against Winthrop, we didn't come out with any sort of fire. No, bad. And, like, with this game, like, yes, I understand. One, the turnaround is quick. Two, the two teams we're playing back-to-back are tough teams. But going well, into the tournament. The incredible excitement. Yeah. The this game. yeah. And, like, going into the tournament, though. These are like potential situations that we're just going to have to be able to deal with. And I want to see them be able to bounce back at least decently. And so I, if we lost by say like four or five, I'd be okay with that. But if we get blown out, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I'm, I'm completely with you. I, I was going to bring that up later. How difficult this Florida state game is going to be after the emotion of this game. You have two yeah. days, two days rest, which is well, Not really one, one day. One. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rare to have that quick a turnaround and, Florida State is the kind of stifling, big defensive team yeah. that can just like, I feel like we might just submit <laughs> at some point in the first half and go, this is not our day. But that said, this was a big game too in the ACC regular season because Louisville won against Virginia. Mm-hmm. They can't lose. They're now 12-1. and one. Um, Yeah, they're on a 10-game win streak. Florida State scored 99 against Miami. Last time they had a close game against them. This was more in line with what you think yeah. would happen against that awful Miami defense yeah uh so Duke if they lost this game I would feel probably the regular season championship title is over um and so and again I think it's the same thing you can't lose to Florida State because then you're behind them and Louisville um so that is a must-win game so I feel like again we could argue all day about how much we should care about this but uh yeah I really want them to win this game and the other thing is that it's not a good UNC team that's what gets it for me and that's why I would go against what Aaron said it's a nice win and a dramatic win but a shit game um and I I don't like I feel great about it but I don't feel great like if you show me the final score I would be like god damn it like we didn't obviously didn't play our best and like the defense 44 points in the first half 40 in the second granted North Carolina shot the lights out mm-hmm. but you want a better defensive effort yeah. than that and so that that we also couldn't me. rebound for shit and that was one of the reasons why UNC scored yes. as high as they did because oh, the amount of second us. chance points they yep. got was insane like yeah both in yeah both defensively we couldn't rebound and then offensively we couldn't rebound either so it would be like one and done like shot wise for us and then they'd have like four or five chances to make a bucket so I think there are things that we need to tighten up. And I guess in overall, in looking at Florida State, if we lost that game, I would care more about how we played and how we showed up. Yeah. Like, if we tighten up and clean up some of the stuff that was messy against UNC and we still lose, I feel better about that loss than if we continue to play sloppy and we lose. It's also at Cameron. I mean, yeah. we played poorly against Boston College, yes, too. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, it's so not, this is, it's this not been a not stretch. good stretch for no. us at all. Yeah. It's yeah. been really ugly. That said... On the, the Twitter, the Duke uh, men's basketball stats account tweeted out, this is the first time we've won three consecutive ACC games on the road since 1979-80. Wow. wow that is incredible. So Really? That's insane. No, that can't be right. Go, really? check, go check the tweets. I believe you. I believe you. It's just, it's just one of those. It's a great stat because it just doesn't feel so like, like it's true. We have two bad wins in there, yeah. right? The Syracuse win I thought was, was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh the BC win, much like this game, uh, it was, you know, the first 30 minutes or so. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, can't, can't buy a bucket. Uh, yep. So, sure, I think if we come out and play like dog shit for 30 minutes against FSU, we're going to get killed. I- I'm still more in the camp of like, I don't really care. I, this, is a, this is a humiliating loss for Carolina. Uh, especially because they're having such a bad year, right? This was the one way that they were mm-hmm. going to get something out of the season, yeah. yeah. right? And they should have won this game four or five times, okay? Yeah. And they didn't. We won. Uh, so I, I get having the perspective of, okay, this is really for the, the best, uh, you know, for, for the overall goodness of the team. Yes, we don't want to see them get blown out. Uh, by Florida State by playing the same kind of uh, um, basketball that we've played for the majority of the past two games. But on the other hand, as a Duke fan, for this season and what it means to me as a fan, as opposed to what it means for the team and their ultimate uh, uh, performance late in the season, I, like I'm good. From now on, we're playing with house money because we, we got this win in our pocket. And no one can take it away from us. Yeah, I don't think I think there's a lot of people who'd agree with you. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I will say that um, 
Florida State is the actual kind of team that is we're going to be playing in the tournament. That if we have a hope of making the Final Four or dreaming beyond that, this is the kind of team we're going to have to beat. And it, the last thing I would say is that on Duke's recent form, I want proof that not only are we tough in late game situations, which I think we've proven beyond mm -hmm. doubt, I want to know that we can go toe to toe with a team like this. Because um, I've got the memories of the Clemson, the Louisville game, where it feels like teams are just like a little better than us. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this team at their best is good, but we need to prove it against a really good team. Yeah. Florida State's a top 10 team. I just don't want to like drop an egg, yeah. uh, lay an egg against them uh, just because we're running on fumes after UNC, which may happen. I mean, yeah. it may happen, and, and we're not going to be able to judge if it does happen, which right. is annoying. But if we go beat them, we can judge. And yeah, say, like, yeah like if we lose, I think it, would, it wouldn't be unexpected given the gravity of the UNC win and like how much energy that took and yeah. how good FSU is. Um, yep. And I think for me, yeah, because I think FSU is like a – like almost perfect foil to how our team works because of their like length and size. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we saw like how Vern struggles when he is bodied up yeah. and when we aren't hitting from anywhere else on the floor or nobody else penetrates to like try and make a basket, we have no offense. Yeah. And so yeah. if Florida state's able to do what UNC did to us during this game, I'm more concerned than I am hopeful, I guess, with this team. Agreed. Yeah, I think mean, that's exactly right. I'm kind of like, I, yeah, I guess I'll repeat the same thing. Like, You're like let's, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. I and, am. I am enjoying it. Yeah. Now, uh, I know I asked the question <clears throat> about, you know, what happens if we lose by, to, by 17 to Florida State. But the reason I asked is because I legitimately think I don't care. Yeah. Um, Fair. Uh, because of I will worry for you. Be, because <laughs> yeah, of what we'll, I mean. We'll because of that. what I've said about about the way to or the way that one can consume a college basketball season in right? moments. In moments, and we like if this isn't the signature moment of this season, right? Yeah. Other than winning a national championship game, yeah. are we going to top this this year? Uh, I yeah, think I, I think so. so. I mean, look, it, it was a dramatic end. Yeah, we're going to remember it forever. It's the truth. If yeah. you look back at the Austin Rivers year, you could oh, say the yeah. same thing. Like, that's, I mean, that was a team I felt like had less potential. Isn't that the than team this. that lost to, yeah, yeah. to Lehigh? Lehigh? Yeah, they had yep. less potential than this team does. Yep. So that was, for that year, you look back and say, it's that amazing that we had moment. that game. Because we have a lasting memory from a team that otherwise would have given Didn't us do much. none. This team, I feel like there's, there's more to be had. But that's, you're right, that it's nice. No matter what happens, if this team, somebody gets hurt, for instance, or yeah. or they just, what they're showing us recently is maybe what they are. They're not as good a defensive team as we thought yeah. you know, a month and ago. And they struggle shooting I more do want to know yeah. what, like, what is going on with our defense right now? Like, what what is happening? Because, like, all throughout the season, it's been, like, Duke's, like, locked down on defense, Duke's locked down on defense, Duke's locked yeah. down on defense. And then in these last couple of games, it's not been there for us. And I don't know where the breakdown is. A couple of things I will say. Teams are getting better offensively over the course of the year. They're finding their stride, and they're becoming harder to defend. That's one. Number two, I think, is that um, – well, I just had it in my brain. <laughs> 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 our missed shots are leading to oh, their run -out. Uh, Oh, yeah. The, the other thing – yeah, that too. The other thing I will say is that a game like we saw from UNC last night, basketball is such a highly variable game. In the NBA, you would think nothing of it because yeah. you have 82 games to judge. This is a game I don't know anybody could have done anything about UNC last night. I mean, yeah. a guy like Cole Anthony is a spectacular basketball player. When he's leading an offense like that and everybody else is hitting shots. And, you know, they have big physical guys. They were out muscling us. I mean, they were just really good last night. I, I think that version of UNC, Coach K actually had the same quote. He said, I don't know what's happened the rest of the year, but that was North Carolina last night i mean that was the unc tar heels for the yeah. vast majority of that game and they certainly deserved a win and i can't imagine being a unc fan today but um yeah i, I don't know I, i'm not gonna panic over that one game but your point is well taken because we weren't good against syracuse um looking back at our games like we were good against bc defensively mm -hmm. Pitt, we were fine but then you look at clemson and louisville yeah not as good when you're looking at the last seven or eight games uh maybe like half being generous we've just done decently yeah. on defense so yeah, it's a, it's a legitimate, completely legitimate question, um, and I don't have the answer. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, it's, we have all the same guys, and yeah. But again, last night it doesn't matter how good Trey is or Jordan Goldwire. Cole Anthony is an NBA level talent. You can't guard him. I mean, yeah. you're not going to keep him in front of you. Yeah. So that's part of it, I think. 
I think that's fair. All right, so can we talk about Matt Hurt real quick? Uh, can we talk about the collection of them, Matt and Joey and Alex, and the fact that, weirdly, Alex got a lot of playing time, but we can start with Matt Hurt and the fact that he did nothing for us last night? And just the fact that he was so overwhelmed on a big stage that Coach K was like, you, not you. rest yeah. of the night, go to not the locker you. room. Yeah, in fact, I think I turned the game on around nine minutes uh, to go in the second half, uh, again, because of the sleeping. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was texting you guys. I was like, where is Matt Hurt? Nowhere. And then I, I rewatched some of the first half this morning, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. why there was no Matt Hurt. He was so bad. It was terrible. He was so bad. Like, he looked like a middle schooler trying to play, mm-hmm. like, college basketball. And the bigger the stage, it seems like, I mean, he, I shouldn't, I don't know if it's fair, because in the beginning of the year, he did hit some big shots mm-hmm. in close games. But lately, the bigger the stage, the more just yeah. out of sorts and yeah. deer in headlightsy he is. Yeah. Um, Four personals in six minutes? Is that true? Well, he can't. He can't guard anybody. Yeah. Either can can Joey Baker. That was one of the like sticking points, right? He wasn't quick enough on his feet to keep up with that UNC team, and so he always caught himself behind, which led to fouls. Um, And I think that was also one of those things that, like, doubly, like, if you're if you yourself feel out of sorts on defense, then when it's your chance to try and do offense, you're just so uncomfortable on the court that like that's not going to fall for you either. And like those two things just fed into each other for him. Like he was always out of place on both sides of the court. And that's why Coach A was like, no, like you're out. Yeah. Like, sit down. And can you diagnose Joey Baker for me, Ariana? Because he, oh to boy. me, is like in the beginning. Like so the mi- confusing. The missed dunk was the culmination. I was like, if I could yeah. fight Joey Baker right now, <laughs> he'd kick my ass. I know, but like, I would try. I would give it the old college try. Uh, oh, but that man. dunk, I felt like, was huge was. at the time. I think it would have narrowed it to two. You would fight a teenager. Um. Oh yeah. You would. Oh yeah. You would. Now, I, mean, I have to find. He's a super teen. He's a Division One athlete. That would be honorable for me to even attempt it. Uh, even to threaten him is honorable for me. I don't um, want to say I'm a hero, but so um, when Joey Baker missed that dunk, my phone like lit up, and I had like ten text messages from friends <laughs> about Joey's missed dunk. My favorite of which was from my friend Andrew, and he said Joey with delusions of grandeur, and I was like, <laughs> "You're not wrong." Um, yeah, yeah. And so Joey was really confusing during that game because he he hit some shots for us which were necessary and we needed. He missed open looks that he should have had. He hit one, let's be clear, he one hit one shot. shot. Yeah. It was a big one, though, you're right. Right, I mean, <laughs> it was, it was like one. key in terms of momentum. And like mm-hmm. if he hadn't made that shot, then I think we would have been too far behind to get back in. Um, and then on defense, it was almost like by possession, he was either doing well or not doing well, but he couldn't figure out how to keep up with them consistently. Yep. And so... It almost depended on where he was on the court in relation to the basket, how he was doing on defense. I think he did Mm. a little bit better, like on the wings defensively, than he did either having to close out on the perimeter. And like anytime he was down low, it was like a scramble and he didn't know what was going on. And so to me, it almost felt like, and we'll go back to Aaron's analogy of him being like a golden retriever puppy. Mm. Like there was too much excitement for him to handle. Too much stimulation. And so he was just like (laughs) kind of frazzled and like frantically trying to do too much. Well, and when, when Trey hits the, uh, uh, the the jumper to send it in overtime, I'm convinced that Joey Baker thought that we won the game. The way that he the way that he he in particular <laughs> runs out. He's like, yes, yes, guys, we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. Please uh, sit down. Yeah, yeah. What's the guy? Jr. Um, what's the dude that plays with LeBron at Cleveland? Uh, Jr. Smith. Smith. Yeah, Jr. Oh, Smith. He, oh, sweet baby. He, yeah. he pulled a bench version of Jr. Smith. Yeah, I, I agree. There was there were a couple guys even the way that celebration was yeah. where I'm like. And like Trey like knew, guys, obviously. Guys, it wasn't a three. Like it was only a two. <laughs> Please sit down. Trey enjoyed it, but then was like, get off me. Let's yeah. go. Like we got to yeah, be serious. we still have work to do. Joey Baker's like sprinting to the locker room. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Sweet baby Joe. He's got a mission accomplished banner from somewhere. Like, Joey, <laughs> come on. Um, so right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was interesting. And then it was funny, like kind of funny how it worked out with Alex O'Connell. Yeah. Getting more PT. Yeah. Um, Two for two from three, including uh-huh. the big three. Big shot, yeah. Uh, to to put us back within, was it at the end two. of regulation or the end of overtime? I believe that was, was in the regulation. regulation. Yeah. Where, 
where they were clearly not guarding us. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and I guess Trey got a little penetration and then yep. just uh, kicked, it. kicked it back kicked out. It out. And he was ready to shoot. Yep. Uh, from, from the top of the key. Uh, but yeah, I um, again, coming to the game late, I was like, why is O'Connell in there so much? Yeah. But he actually did well. Yeah. Both sides of the court. Yeah, I mean... It was confusing, and I felt uncomfortable, but it worked. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing. It's like it wasn't a game for Javin in a lot of ways. No, or what, Jack. Or Jack. I mean, they, they couldn't, I mean, they straight up couldn't guard Brooks and a couple yeah. other guys down there, uh, and it was frustrating, but true. And so Wendell also was benched as like a punishment yeah. for a long period of that game. He was just turning the ball over yeah. so much. Like anytime yeah. he tried to dribble through them, he would like give the ball to them. By the way, every time we drove, and this is especially true for Cassius, we were getting held and grabbed yeah. and they wouldn't call a damn thing. And Vernon Carey in the post, they wouldn't call yeah. anything. It was good to first half to see Yeah, had. there were a couple of moments where they, like the other Duke players had to pull Vern back from the refs because he was so frustrated. It was, it was insane. It was like, it's so bad. But anyway, going back to the main point. Yeah, Vernon was, or sorry, Wendell was benched for large periods and I, I I'm so glad he was in at the end for obvious yeah. reasons but I do think it was like clear okay you want Vernon Wendell Cassius Stanley Trey Jones out yeah. there obviously you want Goldwire as much as possible <laughs> but defense. then you need somebody else and Joey Baker wasn't quite doing it Javin and Jack like you said Matt Hurt was overwhelmed yeah. we needed O'Connell to be decent and he, he was. was I mean yeah. I'm the number one AOC hater but yeah. he was decent I, I, I gotta, I gotta but take he my was cap. stone cold in the post game did you see his quote he said, there's nothing better than watching all that light blue walk out of there so sad. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to make me like Alex O'Connell. Oh, Alex. I mean, damn. Come on, that's dude. brutal. going to make me like him. Yeah, I had that uh, moment after Alex hit that 1-3 in transition. And I was like, if Alex O'Connell wins us this game, I will buy his jersey. Like, I will buy a jersey that has his last name <laughs> on it. And I don't like him enough to do that. And I think he did. I think I he think did so. by getting out of Wendell's way. Yeah, I think I, I, think I owe Alex. Alex O'Connell a jersey with his name on it now. But the other thing, so like in comparing picking Alex over like to have in over like Joey Baker, granted after Vern and Cassius both fouled out, like it didn't matter. We just needed bodies on the court. Mm -hmm. um, like Alex was hitting shots and like transitions, whereas I mean, granted again too, whereas Joey Baker wasn't right. Joey Baker has some wide open looks, put the ball up, that and like those three, were yeah, yeah. those were those it, moments it, where it's it like if he yeah. hits yeah. those. This game is done yep. in regulation yes. instead of us needing overtime. That's right. Um, and then Alex O'Connell weirdly was able to keep up with UNC on defense in a couple of like key possessions mm -hmm. that allowed us to like scramble and get something working on offense and like beat beat them on the run. Um, which again, that's not normally something Alex does. Like normally on defense, he's just constantly getting blown past. Yeah. I don't know what he ate yesterday. I recommend he eats it every game for the rest of the season. Now, okay, so on one hand, I'm thinking if this, if the lingering effect of this game is that Alex O'Connell has more confidence in big I situations, hope so. what a big boon that would be. Yeah. On the other hand, we say the same thing last year. He's going to come out and have no. a decent game once or twice, and, and you're going to be lured in, and yeah. then he's going to break your heart. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But it's funny. I got a yeah. message from my so my AP lit teacher from high school is a big Duke basketball fan, and we're still friends because I'm that sort of weirdo that keeps in touch with my like high school <laughs> teachers. Um, and he messaged me on Facebook uh, this morning, and his question was, "Who do you think goes to the NBA? Who do you think transfers next year?" And Initially, he said Alex O'Connell, and then he so he doesn't watch the Duke UNC games live because they're too stressful for him. Yeah. So he watched it this morning, and he was like, "After seeing that, I really I changed my mind about Alex, and I hope he doesn't go, um, because there is that like sometimes he contributes what we need." And it was interesting because even throughout the game, the commentators did talk a little bit about how. Sometimes he has big games like he did against Syracuse last year, and then sometimes he just does nothing for yeah, us. that's right. And so he was able to show up when we needed him this game just enough for us to like get the win. Like Without him, we yep. wouldn't have won this game. That's right. We needed him to be as good as he was. Yeah. And he couldn't have been – yeah, a disappointing game from Alex O'Connell. And frankly, frankly, Matt Hurd is really disappointing in becoming Duke's hateable white guy. Yes. This season, and we need one. We yep. do, and I think it's it's up to is Alex. Is he donning? Is he donning the? I think Alex O'Connell. You heard it here. He has is, potential. Is Duke's next hateable white guy. Yeah, like, I hope physically. He fits the bill. He oh, does. I mean, yeah. floppy English prep school hair yep. is, is like designed to be. 
<laughs> so so pasty pale. Yeah. You just picture like, him being like, your father was a butcher. But maybe <laughs> like maybe he is doing something on defense that's not so nice. It's possible. And yeah. we just don't know and it. Like can't. he might not be tripping people, but right. who knows what he says. Yeah, Grayson set a high bar, but yeah, he could be I did like Bill's <laughs> thing. Um Yesterday, when he was talking about old UNC games and how Brad Doherty leaned into his ear, he's like, I'm going to eat you alive all day. <laughs> or no, he's like, I'm going to beat you like a dog. Oh, my God. And Jay Bills is like, I don't know what kind of dog he was referring to. <laughs> but I do like that people used to do that shit, yeah. and I wish they still did. Like, I think KG was like the last person who was yeah, like, really like, really did really that e- sort of like evil shit talker. Yeah, the last evil shit talker. Yeah, it reminds me of. Uh, Shane, when you when we were playing the arcade mini golf game with Pat, <laughs> and Pat was finally beating you, uh-huh. and then you were like, "Do you inhale or you exhale when you putt?" Right as he was putting, like on one of the last holes, <laughs> and he was just like, I, I, "I don't know," and then he just failed from then he out. He forgot how to breathe and lost. <laughs> yeah. He still like, thinks about that every those, time I see right? it. Yeah, those sorts of mind games, man. More of it. Maybe yeah. that's what AOC needs Maybe that's to what he's adopt. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. He needs absolutely. to do more of it. Absolutely. I feel like um, looking at our team, who could get there? Cassius is my number one pick. Oh, NBA? No, no, no. Oh. Like being a shit, evil trash talker. Um, well, Cassius yeah. has a problem. What's What do you mean? He's not white. Oh, you're saying he can't do it because he's not white? I think he can't so be our hateable white guy. He can't be our hateable white guy, oh, oh, but that yeah, doesn't mean that he can't be the like evil shit talker I see, I that see. unnerves the yeah, other guy. That would be a real Skip Bayless take for me. That would, like, yeah. Evil white guy, hear me out. Yeah. Cassius Stanley. <laughs> now, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> he's not white. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, All right. I, I agree with that. Speaking of things that we're going to disagree on, do you guys want to get to Dean Sue? Yes. Sure. All right. It took an minute. This is a tweet from Duke Basketball, which I should definitely. I'm glad I introduced. No, it's the Chronicles Duke Basketball. Yeah. The Chronicles Duke Basketball, yeah. right? Who um, they do have the Duke Basketball handle, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took an administrator. They write undeterred by a blowtorch and offers of vodka, sitting atop a bench for around 45 minutes to keep celebrating students from lighting it on fire. Now the crux of this story is that Dean Sue Wasiolek Wasiolek uh, understood that we didn't have a a permit to burn benches mm-hmm. last night. Apparently, we do get a permit sometimes, which is we four get times four a per year. season. Is a hell. Two um, for the men's team, two for the women's team, one for the UNC game at home, one for the national championship for each team. Okay. So, really, so really have. two permits per year if you don't win a title. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so students dragged the bench for Sherwood House onto the quad last night. But Dean of Students, Sue Waziolik, planted herself atop the bench for 45 minutes to prevent students from lighting it on fire. Students chanted at her. Others attempted to, to give her a handle of vodka and white claws, but she declined to drink. Some students also approached the bench with lighters and a small blowtorch, but did not set it aflame. And her quote was, I have great appreciation for the school spirit, and I love to encourage it in any way that I can. Uh, but I just felt it was very important not to burn that bench. I really want to preserve the opportunities in the future to be able to burn with a permit. If we do it illegally now, we're not going to get a permit in the future. So her take is that uh, for the greater good of burning, I have yeah. stopped you from burning today. Yeah. What do we think of that? I, I support her in that um, because one, I mean, logistically that makes sense. If you are given X number of permits, you don't have a permit for this game. And like the fire marshals will or will not grant you permits in the future it like logically it makes sense to not permit that bench being burned um the the other thing about it and i think this is something that aaron maybe hinted at earlier is that like are we really like it's the same reason when coach k is like we don't storm the court like we're we're better than that and like especially considering this was a game that like going into it we shouldn't have struggled as much as we did um i don't know okay all right so it's a saturday night which is uh, at uh, I'm, I'm told PM. a big time party night for and college I ain't got students. nobody had some money because I just got paid. Okay, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying lyrics. At you. But what there's, are there's they? There's no. Uh, it's a Saturday night song. What oh, doesn't matter? You don't know who it's by though. Um, no, I don't actually. Oh. John Cougar Mellencamp is my guess. Okay, I think that's, that's right. fine. I'll look it up while you talk. Thank you. Uh, so. I mean, I get that the kids are excited about mm-hmm. this. I have, I'll, I'll tell you this. 
I've never liked bench burning mm. because I don't like fire oh. and it makes me uncomfortable. And the flames get awfully close to the tree limbs, mm. uh, the big oak trees that are uh, lying the West Campus. So that's where they, be- uh, for those who are not familiar, they, uh, the tradition is to burn these wooden benches that uh, uh, sit in front of, uh, sit in front of the, the different dorms on the West Campus quad. Uh, members of, of those uh, uh, dorms bring the benches out into the middle and form a massive bonfire uh, for these big game mm-hmm. wins uh, against UNC. Honestly, I'd forgotten uh, that we didn't have one for the, the away UNC mm-hmm. game, primarily because I feel like uh, in Chapel Hill they celebrate after everything. Yeah. And they just close Franklin Street yeah. uh, because who is there on a Saturday night anyway? Uh, boo Franklin Street. I don't know, <laughs> man. You don't like the <laughs> Chicago Pizza Emporium or whatever I bullshit do, they have I do there not. now? I do not. Instead of like <coughs> places? Pepper's Pizza, which was a classic. Uh, uh, really awful pizza, though, I will it say. It was pretty bad. Just atrocious. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never, I've never liked the tradition to begin with, and I think this is absolutely the right call, but, but not necessarily for the, you know... It's not. It's not a big win. We should act like we've been there before, but just like this, actually, will ruin it for the next Everyone, time. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to keep the thing going, apparently, the this was a thing that we used to Shades talk over about. Here, roll the we used to you. talk about this all the time when I when I worked for Duke. It was like they they really are going to pull our yeah. fire permit, yeah. our burning permit, if we do anything wrong. And like you couldn't stack them a certain height, and yeah. it, you can't. You can only burn this, that, and the other thing. Um, so, you know, uh, go ahead, Shane. Take take the position that they should have burned Dean Sue alive. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I had a whole big thing. Look, look. Here's the thing. I he's flummoxed now because you like you revealed his truth. Th- I stole my thunder. I was not part of whatever lame ass committee, the LAC, that you were on at Duke. And I think your <laughs> argument is just like you really just outed yourself there. You start by saying you don't like fires, and then you revert to the position that, oh, it's gonna ruin our chance to do fires in the future. When we already know that you don't want fires in the future because you're not you're not a fun boy. Like, he doesn't well, want listen, fires for boy. him. Like, no, 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 it doesn't no. mean he doesn't Some want fires like for fires. others. I believe it's my turn to speak. <laughs> I listen patiently <laughs> to the lame-ass committee over here, and I include you, Ariana. Hey, go for <laughs> it. Look, you you don't want fires, okay? That's your deep-down, deeply-held position, Aaron. Dean Sue doesn't yeah, want fires. Yeah, it's really very strange that uh, Jews should feel uncomfortable around oh, large yeah. Wow! Jew card. Wow. Jesus. We just oh went God. there on this podcast. I'm not going to let that stop me, okay? Because I'm not going to be rhetorically bullied. Here's the thing. Fires are great. Celebrating is great. We should charge the floor after every game, including blowout wins against, like, in exhibition games against last year's D3 champion. We should celebrate. We should burn things all the time. But I'll go deeper than that. All the time. We saw, and we talked about extensively last episode, Coach K um, cucking cucking and emasculating the crazies by screaming at them like little kids. we have been neutered by the Duke administration, by the Duke coaches. I love how all yeah, of your phrasing here is yeah, all masculine. masculine. Yeah, it is. Well, they've, they've taken our balls. Uh, apparently, only this is only a, a yeah, important only from a boys. male perspective. Including our lady balls. They've taken those too, okay? Uh, only after our, he was challenged of being anti-feminist. Lady balls is Lady balls is I looked at some anatomy pictures, <laughs> and it is certainly not a thing. So it's in, imperative, and it's incumbent on the crazies, um, look, there's a Sopranos episode where Tony... Do you remember where Tony got shot in the stomach? If you haven't seen The Sopranos, it's fine. He, Not familiar with that he show. Gets, he gets shot. When he comes back from his wound, um, everybody's <laughs> sort of like like challenging him in these like kind of sneaky ways, saying like maybe he's weak now. He picks a fight with the biggest muscle-bound person, and he kicks his ass to prove he's there. Then he goes in the bathroom and pukes up blood. That's where the, cam- the crazies are at now, okay? We have been gut shot by Coach K... They need to prove that they're back, and they need to do something tough to prove it. So when Dean Sue was sitting on that bench last night, and she was saying, come at me, I'm sorry, but the thing to do, I like Dean Sue, but the thing to do for the Cameron Crazies to get their reputation back, to reestablish themselves as the best fan base in college basketball, yes, Aaron, they did have to burn Dean Sue alive. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. They had to burn her on that bench. Oh, my God. They had a big chance. They had the blowtorches. 
Okay, Dean Sue would have fled. She would have fled eventually. She's not going to let herself get burned. This is no Daenerys Targaryen. I I feel like there's uh, that there there could have been some uh, some Joan of Arc. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, wait, that didn't end up good for the. Was she French or English? Uh, Joan of Arc. Everyone's she, Joan, name. Joan Joan de Arc. Joan de Arc was French. Yeah, she was French, but um, they lost, right? They, uh, she got burned. Yeah, she got burned at the stake. But yeah. she was like fighting for something, yeah. not just administrative neutrality. <laughs> Uh, or like fighting for the bureaucracy. I think Dean Sue was fighting for, for some students. people's <laughs> rights to burn again. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, no, they should have burned her. Uh, look, but no, I, I think uh, it's fine in the end. It's not going to be a big deal. But I'm glad we talked about it, <laughs> and I'm glad we can respectfully disagree. Yeah. We all come from different places. It's we true. all come from different mm-hmm. places, and we and at least one <laughs> of us can contemplate uh, what would be actual first degree murder. Yes, yes, <laughs> with third degree burns. Am I right? <laughs> Come on. Hey, yo. Nailed uh, D2, it. if you want to appear on the podcast. Oh, or, or sponsor us. <laughs> hey, we don't have a sponsor today, do we? Uh, we don't have a sponsor today, no, but don't. I did like Bart Torvik's uh, uh, suggestion yes. that we make all referees dress like, at, like cats. as cats. Oh, like uh, from the movie? Ooh, I don't Ooh. know. He just said like cats. He just said he dress as specify. cats, but not capital C cats. Yeah, so okay. so we could uh, we let's, could ask. I think we should get him on the podcast. I, I actually, agree. Uh, not just to comment on the cat issue, but uh, but to comment on refereeing general. in general because he does have some some interesting thoughts about that. And a great site, a great site. We can talk yeah. about stats. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll reach out to him. I like that idea very much. Um, we have one Twitter question. It's Sunday morning, so it was always going to be a tough ask. Yeah. Brian Holder asks, is Trey the best offhand finisher at Duke since Kyrie? Hmm. So that's him finishing with his left. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he did it a not, bunch. He not did a, it a hand off of his yeah, body. Yeah. Still attached. Still attached. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he'd only get one of those. Uh, one presumes, unless the Duke medical staff has really improved. Uh, uh, he finished to his left like four <laughs> times in a row yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, Ty- Re- Ty- Ty- to, recency right. bias was, says sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of now other players that consistently finished that way, or like some of our like just top finishers in general. But like, if you look at last year, both of our top finishers were lefties, anyways. That's right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm having it's, a hard a, time. No, re- I'm a, having a hard time picturing other dudes that finish offhand. Yeah, like Nolan was good. Yeah, uh, and he was technically here after Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, like Tyus was great. Yeah, I like I like Trey's uh, thing of like I'm just trying to be like big bro. Yeah, from the yeah. Was it great. was cute to see Tyus's um like Twitter posts about Trey after that game. What did he say? Um, he was just a lot of it was like you all already know that like best Pete like best point guard in the country like hands down, and nice. so it's just really cute to see how much support he has for his little brother. Um, it was awesome to see like kind of across the board. So I spent a lot of my morning watching all of the reaction posts that folks had to this game last night. Um, and like Harry Giles and Jabari Parker were like watching in the locker room. Um, and like, it was cool to see like them like lose their shit about it and just kind of how it ricocheted across like previous Duke basketball players yeah. and then Duke fans in general. I will say I am a little concerned about all of the people filming themselves in their homes while they are watching the end of the yeah. game. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, strange. Why, why aren't you watching the game? I mean, so that was an ad campaign. Well, not an ad campaign, but that was a marketing thing that they did for this game. Uh, kind of regularly, they were like, be sure to have your cameras ready for the end of this game, expecting a big finish. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So oh. that was very much put into the ether by marketing to because they wanted that. They wanted those clips, those moments. They caught. wanted to get clips of the insides of people's homes so that they could <coughs> ultimately <coughs> feed it, it, feed it yes. into a computer. <laughs> yes. To get, be yes. like, what do they need and what yeah, do they right, want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but that, that is, you clearly need a Swiffer. <laughs> that is a great indication of how companies and corporations can co-opt anything yeah. cool because it is the kind of thing where it's like oh yeah like 10 years ago my crazy roommate goes nuts for duke games so i'm gonna film him on the sly and then i'm yeah. gonna post it and it's hilarious when you post it right or it's well, i'm at a bar and i want to film like when the, the usa crowd, and algeria like, are playing and we yep. get landon donovan's goal and like everybody goes nuts and it's really cool now it's like people are setting up cameras yeah, to do and then, yeah to do it because it's like it's becomes a show mm-hmm. and so it enters in that thing of like now i'm performing so yeah. now it's less pure i'm performing the watching i'm performing yeah. the watching and and then the corporations get on it and they yeah. say we want to run commercials and stuff like yeah. that it's like it's like flash mobs like the first couple were like very cool mm-hmm. and independent and then, and then after that and it's like the ford motor company doing a group dance to yeah. promote the yeah. whatever 
Um, so yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> that's life in capitalist America, right? Yeah. You can't do anything about it. Um, but it, yeah, it is the kind of thing where I'm with you, Aaron. It's like it stopped being cool. Yeah. That said, it does. Some of it seems really genuine and is really fun. I, I mean, obviously Harry Giles and and uh, uh, who's the guy in Sacramento? Jabari. Oh, Jabari's Parker. on Sacramento now. Um, uh, did he just get traded? I from Atlanta. He must yeah, have been. Okay, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, th- I mean, obviously that wasn't planned. Yeah. And I love that they're kind of giving shit to everyone else uh-huh. in the locker room. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love, that's awesome. Like totally. Harry Giles yeah. was like, you know, before Jabari came over, the majority of this locker room was UNC. And uh, so now uh-huh. I at least have a buddy <laughs> to like share in this with. Yeah, but that kind of stuff is great. It can yeah. still be good. It's yeah. just that, yeah, sometimes when I see the home clips now, I'm like, are you yeah. real? Or were you, did you have the camera running and you kind of have that in the back of your mind yeah. when you go crazy? Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys do at the moment of the basket? Um, I'm pretty sure that I stood up, knocked over my water bottle and my phone and hugged my friend next to me. I sat calmly and quietly and then probably blew my nose. (laughs) What did you do, Shane? I just started like squealing with laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Like a really embarrassed, I'll try to recreate it. Hold on. It's like, ah, ah. This is like the thing where you're like your wife and kid are sleeping. So you can't go like completely. Um, But I just like. Yeah, I just called my stepdad and we just, yeah. I just like yelled. It was yeah. great. It was. <laughs> yeah, I sent a lot of messages where it's just like, holy shit. Like, I I was so stunned because like, I had told you guys like before, I was like, we're, we're done. This game is so over. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's not even funny. And like all day I had had that feeling of like, I don't want to watch this ball game, which normally coincides with us losing. Yep. And like my dad felt that way. My sister felt that way. My younger brother felt that way. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to see this ball game. And then I was like with a whole crowd of people. And I was like, it might need to leave. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to leave here. Well, the kids said that Jav and Jack had never won. Uh, a game at and, yeah. at the Dean Dome. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, good for them. I will say uh, <laughs> thank you to both of you. Um, despite your anti-burning takes and some other stuff I don't agree with, I will admit I turned the game off with four minutes. You left, did, and I was frustrated. I was getting like dumbly angry, yep. and I was like, "You can't get this angry at a basketball game. Yeah. You got turn it off. It's just frustrating." We were down thirteen. And uh, you guys, we your texts, your texts were the ones that let me know. Turn it back on. Yeah. I got there right before Trey made his foul shot yep. regulation, and I was in it for the end. After that, um, and I obviously went back and watched the whole, yeah, the whole the comeback. End. So yeah, I'm informed, but I would have I would have missed that if yeah. it was just a world. I turned on Shit's Creek on Netflix, and mm. oh, such a without good show. you guys, I wouldn't have known what to yeah. do because I was not looking at Twitter. So I had a friend who missed the ending because she went to take her dog out. Like she just got a new puppy and she went Thought to take her over. puppy out. And Thought yeah. it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Baker, yet again. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the, curse there it is. Is the curse of the puppy. So, all right, we got Florida State on Monday. Yeah. No doubt it's going to be, be hard. an impossible game. Yeah. Who uh, cares? I know. Aaron's just like, I whatever. I care. I care, Ariana. Whatever. I care because too, I get Shane. to go because I get to go back to work on Monday at Carolina. So oh, I, uh, I will. I admit so that I work at the University of they North Carolina. They will be in morning. Oh, uh, you're gonna. I'm outing myself to that degree, but I think they're like fourteen thousand employees. So uh, yeah, you'll have to figure it out. Yep. Uh, and no, no. The greatest, uh, the greatest thing to do is just say, "Man, that was a good game." Yeah. <laughs> or t- yeah, tough loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how are we doing on alliances right now? I feel like me and Ariana back together. The gang's uh, back together. Aaron, I think Aaron only, I only one like... of us is pro burning a really sweet and lovely yeah. uh, woman who has been a long time administrator. Mm-hmm. She was my dad's dean at Duke. That has nothing to do with her. You just need to make a statement. She's just in the wrong place. <laughs> I mean, there the are time. other Duke administrators that or I would her. willingly burn, <laughs> <laughs> but not Dean Sue. Hey, well, I mean, look, but that's a great thing about America is we can agree to disagree. It's true. And we both say your side is reasonable, my side is yeah. reasonable. It's just a difference in opinion. <laughs> that's exactly the situation here. <laughs> All right, oh, shall we? Uh, shall that's we call we, it? Any yeah. final thoughts? I mean, remember this one. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you'll see the clips forever. Uh, but uh, uh, but man, two miraculous free throw related things Mm -hmm. to just embarrass and crush Carolina. To me, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Uh, One, Trey is ridiculously smart in like Mm -hmm. the fact that he did like practice to be able to do that precisely. I'm not surprised, but I love, I, 
I love that kid. He's phenomenal. Two, I'm really happy for Wendell Moore that he, one, had the tip out that allowed us to get the ball back at the end, and two, hit the game winner because his season's been so up and down. And we keep wanting him to, like, finally get over that hump. And so it was really nice to just for him to have that moment. Ariana, you reminded me, Nameless Wife said that she looked in Trey Jones' face while he was at the line when we were down three with 4.4 seconds left in regulation. And she just said, look at his face. He knows. Yeah. He knows he's going to not let this team lose. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, great. Just He did it. Just great for him. Um, and I'll just say, yeah, Swagger Wendell is what we expect from Del Juan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he should come He's out. He's got to show up with come it. Come out like a killer. He yep. deserves it, and he knows it now. Um, and then the other thing, I just urge people to remember that this was a game for our times, a triumph yeah. of drama, but also a triumph of comedy. Yeah, this was a comedic masterpiece <laughs> uh, of a game. And uh, yeah, UNC. Sorry, um, yeah, we tried that's so hard. We just tried so hard, yep. Carolina. And I just want to let you know from the Cameron Lazies that. We're with you. Good for you. Just good for you. Yeah. Really. It was just really a hard fought game. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Yeah. Bless, you bless, bless your, your hearts. hearts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will see you next time. Uh, see you yeah. next week after the FSU game. Yep, Eat yep. shit.